podcastjuice.net. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Prince Podcast here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. This is the Prince Podcast. We're live. Hopefully this is coming out good. So we're going to take our time and settle into this. Uh, so if you are on the page, there is a chat room there that you can jump into and, and ask some questions as well. And later on, we will open this thing up to phone calls because I want to hear what you guys think about. Of course, we're talking about the, the Maite book today, uh, the most beautiful. So we're going to do our review. And also we want to get your guys' the listeners' opinions and thoughts on this book. So we're going to just roll with it like that. But joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? I am well. Book was a good read. I'm ready to get into it and talk about some of the nuances. All right. Also joining us today is Mr. Day Dropping. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike, gentlemen. Looking forward to talking about this book and any possible controversies in it. All right, step, step on up to the microphone, sir. You're a little fur, further back there for some reason. But uh, welcome. Also joining us is Mr. Sean Hill. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, have not read the book, but I'm still interested in getting into some uh, discussions about it. So okay, let's get it on. And also we have Mr. Ant Poo. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. I guess I'm going to be that uh, college slacker that's... <laughs> That's behind, but I'm going to finish strong and still get that A. All right. We could dig that. And uh, is anyone sort of monitoring? Uh, I, I'm looking at multiple windows, but do we got anybody in here listening right now? Just want to make sure we we can be heard before we keep going here. So, uh, Aunt Pooh or, or anybody, can you are you able to hear what's going on from a listener's point of view? Yeah, well, I'm in the, the speaker site. Hit play on it, and then it's coming out oh, okay good 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 all right and uh so before we get started again i want to give everybody a chance to get in i know it's probably just hitting 11 so we'll we'll, we'll filler bust a little bit here i uh, want to make sure we shoot out all of the uh, invites and stuff on all the different platforms and make sure everybody is locked in as we like to say so we're going to give you a few seconds matter of fact what i'm gonna do I'm going to play a little music here for a second. Uh, fellas, you probably won't be able to hear this unless you're listening to the show live. But we're going to give a little bit to give people a chance to get in before we get into the meat and potatoes of the Prince Podcast. So hold on tight. Too much, it's gonna be sensitive to the touch. The first person that touch you, 
you want to fuck. You take them to your crib and you tie them to a chair and you make funny faces so they get real scared. Then you turn on the neon, then you play with yourself until you turn them on. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear me? Are we live yet? Are we in the room? This is Michael Dean. Yes, yes. I'm going to make sure that we got things popping. So I heard there's a little delay. That's fine. That means we are live. So we're just going to get this thing rolling. Uh, If you can, shoot us uh, a little thing in the chat room there and let us know that you can hear us. Let us know that you are there. So I want to make sure that... We give everybody an opportunity to check out what's going on. Also, be sure to tell your friends, other Prince fans, hey, you need to come check this out. They're going live, man. So, hey, uh, again, I also want to say thank you to um, all the listeners who have always contributed and uh, kept us flowing. We'll uh, shout some people out here as we go. And also shout out to everybody that's going to uh, Celebration 2017 next weekend hopefully i will see you out there you know what i'm saying so we can i, I feel like i'm like uh tyreek nasheed right now so i can go out there and chop it up with the family <laughs> as we like to say um but also if you didn't hear the intro i do have my co-patriots my partners with me uh mr big sexy and sax are you still there i still am all right still yeah. i'm there and we got uh day dropping sir i am still here good to go mr sean hill Yes, sir. <laughs> and also, uh, mommy, Mr. Aunt Pooser, how are you? I can't call it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, we are live today. It's a little different. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this My Tay book. And, of course, we'll give you, you know, our thoughts and reviews on the on the book. But I really want to hear from you, the listeners. So in a few minutes, we'll be giving out the phone number for you to call in and for you to join the show and let us know what you thought about the book or anything else that you want to talk about. Uh, so we'll get into that. So let's just get this thing started, man. Um, this book, uh, The Most Beautiful, My Life with Prince. Obviously, this is by Maite Garcia. Um, let me start off by saying this. I saw the New York Times bestseller list uh, this morning. And uh, man, this book is actually like top five uh, on the on the charts there which is pretty remarkable. I think on hardcover or hardback, 
nonfiction. It may actually be number three. Uh, right. So, yeah, yeah, tip my hat to that. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, um, regardless of what you think of the book. People are reading it. Uh, so that's uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's a mainstream. I guess it's a mainstream, you know, success, if you will. So shout out to them. But all right, let's get into it. I feel like I'm just I'm feel I'm filibustering. I'm on my poli- my political tip right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't 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 start. No, yeah. <laughs> but let's keep it all the way 100. So the book. What did I think about this book? Let me say this. Uh, I thought the book was a great read. Uh, that let me be clear on that. I blew through this book. I read it very quickly. It is written very well. I don't know if she wrote it herself or it was like a ghostwriter or something and she spoke it but whoever did the writing if it was her uh is it's a very easy to read book of course i am very interested in the subjects and people involved but i have ran through this book um it's an emotional book it's a lot of stuff going on here again this is my Tay's life uh until a certain point not her full life but it was a very um a meaningful part of her life right and you get it from where she's very young to where, of course, when she comes into Prince's world and, and beyond. And a pers- me as a person who has read a lot of Prince books, obviously, um, I was kind of like, well, let's see, what, what can they possibly tell me that I haven't heard before? And, of course, you know, what you're reading this book, at least for me, I was going, it's like, okay, she's going to talk about her marriage and her relationship with Prince. And, and showing us uh, a side of that world that we would never see. You know, we, we and we've never have seen it from a point of view like that. So on that level, it was very interesting to me. Uh, we'll get into the specific stuff, but uh, some of it's heartbreaking. Uh, some of it makes you just kind of scratch your head. But at the end of the day, for me, what I walk away from this book is that uh, I learned something. I learned what to do, what not to do, uh, particularly when you're in a relationship. Uh, particularly how you deal with yourself and you know prince and maite are the key figures in this book but to me i said when you strip away all of the you know the superstardom and their entertainers and and all that notoriety they're still just regular people and the stuff that they're going through is not any different than anyone else would go through when they go through these sort of situations like if you're married and some tragic thing happens Things are going to happen. You know, we don't always make the right decisions. Uh, all of our lives, if put into the spotlight, I could sit here and I could look at my own situation and say, man, I would have never done that if I was Michael. But I did that. And if mistakes are made, triumphs or whatever. So what I'm saying is I was just I just looked at it as like, wow, OK. <sighs> if I ever come into a situation like that, I hope I don't do that or I hope I do do this. Because it's just a, it was just a lot of lessons in that. That's how I took it. Now, in terms of uh, dealing with Prince and uh, the privacy and stuff like that, let me be clear here. Do I feel like there are things in here that are said that, let's say, Prince may not have wanted to have come out? Of course. Uh, we know how private Prince was. And Prince gave us the Prince he wanted to show us, which is essentially more of, a, you know, it, it was the Showtime Prince or the music prince. It wasn't a full person, obviously, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in a full person's life. And you don't always want to put your business out there. And I, to me, Prince was old school where, you know, 
stay out of my business. You know what I'm saying? That ain't none of your business. Grown folks' business. You got <laughs> so, and I respect that. But at the same point, Maite chose to tell her side of the story. And sometimes when you tell your side of the story, it's going to include other people that are around you. Uh, so uh, let me be clear here. I don't feel that it was disrespectful, but I don't uh, begrudge anyone who may feel that it was. I mean, we all have our own opinions. Uh, when anyone when anyone goes out there and speaks about their life, you know, they're putting themselves up there on the chopping block and there's people going to come for you. That's the part of the game. Uh, I would assume I don't know my taste. I would assume she was prepared for that. Just as any other person would be prepared for that if you're going to put yourself out there. Uh, so I don't I don't look. Uh, let me say you don't have to agree with anything I said uh, and you don't have to like this book to be on this show. Trust me. I just want to hear what you think. But we'll, we'll respect each other's opinions. Right. So that's my opinion. I thought the book was very interesting. It was a good read. Uh, it does spark some conversation about things that we can get into. Uh, but I enjoyed the book. Um, it was, it was very interesting to say the least. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, big sexy. What did you think you, about this book, man? Uh, you used a word that I'm going to go ahead and co-opt. Also, the book was very emotional. You know, it takes you on a journey through a period of her life that up until now was you know pretty much private, and and also there are a lot of little road signs that. We as fans, you know, can think back. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's what was going on at that particular time. You know, so you can you can really see it through her eyes, and she talks about a lot of things. I'll give her this. She is very clear. Uh, She she went ahead and put the whammy on a few things that were out in the media. You know, and which I thought was cool, but she did it without really really whipping anybody. I mean, she was critical of a couple of people which we'll get into, but she wasn't mean-spirited, and it wasn't a personal attack. It was just more of a difference philosophically, which is okay. You know, that's okay. You know, she... um, I didn't know that, you know, Manuela had been around while she was still married to him. I didn't know that. And she said some things about her, but she still said, you know what, she and I talked about it, and so there's there's a lot to it. There's a lot to her, and I didn't know that, um, you know, she had adopted the little girl until I read the book, obviously. And there's just, I mean, like Mike said, it's a quick read, but there's a lot in there, you know. So it's very satisfying. It's not like a a piece of candy. You know, you'll read this quickly, but you'll get a lot from it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone else thought. All right, Mister Dage Robin. Hello, sir. Oops, sorry. I, I had the <laughs> mic on mute. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm similar. <laughs> I'm similar with you folks on this in that, um, you know, I believe it's, it is an extremely emotional book. I'm, I can see some folks really breaking down when they're reading this one. Uh, a couple of moments there where I started getting misty eyed as well when I was reading it that as a father, um, I really was able to relate. If I had read this book maybe uh, 15, 20 years ago. Eh, I mean, I would have been like, yeah, that sucks. But this time around, a different scenario, it made me reflect on me a bit. And whenever a book does that to you, it makes you reflect on yourself. That's always a positive thing. 
the book is an easy read. I read it about three or four days, and that's with work and life getting the mix. Um, and it's it's kind of a page turner. It really is because you want to find out what's going to happen next type of thing. And uh, that's that's what I really enjoyed about it. I think it's a book that's a good one one read, maybe a two times reading, and then it becomes a really good reference book for the man behind the music and the and his muse at the time. Um, because it makes reference to a lot of things that I didn't know about, gives you a little behind the scenes of so what was going on. And I find that very interesting. One thing that Big Sexy said that I thought was very poignant is that this she's not writing this book out of hate. There is no hate here with other people. There's um, dislike with certain things, and, and there's strong opinions about things, and she's very um, stern about that in the book. Uh, without going into too much detail, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Uh, there's you know the, the notion of uh, Prince becoming Jehovah's Witness that she goes into, and she doesn't like it, she, but she states why she doesn't like it, and she's respectful of it. And that's the thing. There's a lot of respect in this book. Uh, for folks, I think, that are making judgment on this before reading it, I think you might be thinking this is a cash grab, and it's, and it's just trying to capitalize on the situation. To a degree, it is capitalizing on it because you had to – you couldn't do anything – like this when he was alive because he would have probably shot it down. But I found that this book was something that she had to write. It's not necessarily a cash grab. I think this is more a diary in full out fleshed out form and a form of, um, I guess you could say, uh, a way for her to be able to to put a closing uh, note on, on this whole uh, part of her life that was very important to her and remains very important to her. It's a form of therapy, I think. And uh, when you see it from that angle and the fact that she is not being angry at anybody, you can have a very good appreciation of this book. All in all, I think it's an excellent read. I think it's a, it's beautifully written. And I think, again, it's very emotional. Parts made me laugh. Parts made me say, oh, shit, when I was reading it. And parts made me, made me teary-eyed. And, um, you know, that's, that's a positive thing, I think, for any book. So, you know, my take on it is it's, it's a good book, and I recommend anybody read it. Whether you're a Prince fan or not, you're, you're going to find something in this book, and that, that's a good thing. Let, let me ask you guys this, and be clear. Uh, we, we're going to get different opinions on this, but I want to know what you guys think just quickly. Uh, do you think, because a lot of the push, one of the pushbacks is that this book uh, is not a love story, right? It, it, it is done to, as you say, cash in, which I don't disagree with not being a cash in, but... Uh, I would take that as it's obvious that all books, in my opinion, are cashing unless they give it to you for free. Um, exactly. So that kind of mm-hmm. I wonder why you would ask that question, but but I understand why. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think that this sort of goes against uh, Prince in regards to you know his privacy? Uh, does it make him look bad? Uh, just wanted to get your honest opinions on that. I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, from what we've been allowed to see, because we're so quick to say what we know. And, you know, Mike, you you pretty much scolded us into into being shamed that we don't know everything. But what we were, what we were allowed to see uh, from Prince's time in the spotlight as a musician, as this huge star, um, this this does give you a, a second, make you give you a second thought. Like, wow, you know, he, um, I'm sorry. 
um, when you when you hear some of the stories that she's uh, recalling and learning about the things that they went through, learning about the way that some of the, his reactions to some of the situations, it, it, it does make you give him a, a, a tad bit of side eye. But at the same time, you know, as I as I as I was reading some of the stuff and as I was hearing some of the things that people have said was in the book, why I was like, damn man, you really did that. But at the same time. There have been, I think, three or four good books that have been written about him that we've learned the type, the, the way he gets down. So it shouldn't, it really, if if you read uh, the Perry Nelson book, if you read the Alex Hahn book, and you still love Prince, because they said he did some effed up things to people. You know, if you if you were cool with Prince still after he took the family's name and they had to go by. I'm, I'm so sorry, I forgot what they F Deluxe. And he took the Times name and they had to call himself the original seven. You still was like, Prince is my man. That I don't see how you can read this book, which is not written maliciously. It's just honest. This, this is what happened. And you should be able to read this book and not be mad at Maite and still have love for Prince. Because you knew about it. All, you, and I ain't going to say you knew, you heard about a lot of things that he's done and you still rocked with him. Interesting. Real quick before I go to the other fellas, I want to open this up to, to the listeners here. If you want to call in, and please do, call in right now, 206-965-9302. Again, 206-965-9302. Please call in. If you just want to say hello, but call in. I want to hear what you thought. My ladies, call in. Let us know what you mm-hmm. think. But Big Sexy, uh, do you think this book makes prince is, is is you know is a what i want to say breaking code uh and, and exposing him to things that he probably wouldn't want put out there well i don't know if it breaks code but it definitely uh you know sheds light on things that were private that you know anybody wouldn't want to lose control over aspects of their life, you know, details, especially coming out. So, yeah, in a sense, but at the same time, it's her story, too. You know, it's not like she's writing this from the perspective of a tabloid journalist or someone who writes biographies for a living. She was right there. You know, this is part of her. A lot of this stuff, you know, involved her directly. So, I don't think it's fair for one person, regardless of who it is, to expect another person to follow along just because they want to keep their thing private, that's fine. Don't talk about it. But I want to talk about mine. And she did. And again, that's okay. Now, I don't think it makes him look bad. You know, did he do things that I think I would do differently? Hopefully. You know, I think so. But at the same time, it doesn't make him look bad because, you know, we don't know what was going on in his head at the time these decisions were made. Uh, from a, a theological and spiritual standpoint, it seemed like he was really searching for something. And ultimately, what he was searching for, he got from Larry, and that really resonated with him the most. Unfortunately, it didn't resonate with her. And oh, you know what? Uh, can you call right back? Yeah, sure. Okay, thank Bye. you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. Are you guys still there? I'm sorry. 
damn, did I put you to sleep? <laughs> no, 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 no. We had got a phone call and I hit the wrong button. So whoever just called, please call right back. Uh, we'll jump you in. Uh, and again, we are taking phone calls right now. Do you guys got that number in front of you? I can see it here on the site, yes. So, yeah, it's 206-965-9302. So please call in. I need you to call back. Caller, you just called in. Uh, big, not, not big sexy, day dropping, sir. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what, what do you think? Now, you know, how do you think this book make, makes my tape look? Uh, it, it makes you look, I think it makes you look at the time. Well, if you're, if you think about it in terms of when things were happening, it makes her look quite naive, yeah. but she didn't do, she didn't do, she made it a point to note that she was extremely naive then as well. I mean, she gave herself that from the very beginning of the book, she gave herself, uh, that, that little asterisk saying, Hey, you know what? I was this young girl who didn't know what was up, you know? Didn't do the boyfriend thing. Didn't do the typical high school thing. And, you know, I was all about my business and everything. She was business savvy and smart in that way, but very, like, uh, the morning paper says, you know, she's very naive. Um, and um, she, it, it doesn't make – I don't think it makes her look bad because, again, she, this is something that she's uh, – she's writing from her heart. And I believe I believe that it's, it's, it is therapeutic for her. So I don't think that this is something that that's necessarily bad in terms of it for Prince making him look bad. I think it, it, I think for people who really see Prince through purple sunglasses, they're going to be upset by this. You know, people who 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 are very polarized in that way, and that, that that Prince can do no wrong. You know, you may not like this, and you you might see Maite as an enemy, but that might be more a bias Hello? on readers. In hold on one second. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ernie. Yeah, so um, I think that uh, you know, if, if folks see it that way through those those purple sunglasses, they're going to see Maite in a negative way, and because they, they don't want to see Prince in a bad way like that. But do you got to differentiate Prince from her husband? And she does that too in the book. She differentiates a guy who is um, who is on stage mm-hmm. and versus the guy who who she got to know personally. And that's that's who she demonstrates to us more than anything else. And it just it just humanizes the guy. Right. And if you didn't know that that's what he that he was that he was human, well, hey, newsflash: the guy had feelings just like everybody else, and the guy would react the way a lot of people would. And when it seems that it was so over the top, you got to realize that this guy was living an over to, over the top world. So any reaction that he would do, it shouldn't be too surprising that he did that. I'm not justifying it. And I think some of his decisions were goofy and just way off base. But I, I, I kind of understand that from living the kind of lifestyle that he was living, the kind of way that he was living, that I could see him making the decisions that he made. And, you know, her following along, being so new to all this. And, you know, even though it didn't make me scratch my head a few times, you know, you, still, I, you know, I think it makes him seem very normal. All right. Uh, so we got a caller and caller. Well, thank you for jumping through the hoops w- with me here. Uh, yes. What's your name, caller? Uh, my name is uh, Callan. Ka- Callan. I think I see your name on the Facebook. Yeah. 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 That's me. We're friends on Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Now, have you read the so, book? Okay. This book. I have read the book. I read this book in a day, actually. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> 
Well, what did you, you think? Know, Tell us what you thought. Fast read. I I thought it was really good. To me, in my opinion, this is the best book. Uh, Surrounding Prince. The reason why is because we think about it. We know more stories surrounding Prince in the eighties. We don't know really know about Prince like during around the nineties. What his mindset was like during that time. Hmm. So I was really intrigued with that. Um. Yeah, I felt a certain kind of way with certain things in this book. Like what? For instance, you know, give me an you know, example. Regarding, uh, regarding Prince's uh, spiritual journey, I thought the undertone was really negative. Are, are you meaning uh, you know, Maite's? You saying Maite's thing was negative? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just that perspective. Um, you know, we have our own personal opinions with that, but I thought that I was... You know, she didn't need to put that in the book. But other than that, I thought uh, this is her story, so she has the right to tell, you know, her point of view. So, yeah. All right. Do you think, um, sort of what we're talking about in terms of, in ter- let me ask you this, in terms of Prince's legacy and, and things, and, and us as fans, because we're just fans looking from the outside, do you think that it was uh, a, a a good move to tell that story or at least some of the, I, I guess I can understand what you're saying about the religious stuff and the spiritual things. Do you think that is sort of disrespectful? Or do you think that, you know what? She was just being honest to her understanding and I'm, I'm getting, I'm asking your opinion. I'm not trying I think, to put it into you. You know what? I, um, like I said, it's her story and that's how, that's how she feels about, you know, regarding that. But I do think it was a bit too much. Because it's still, at the end of the day, it was his spiritual beliefs. And I think that it could have been left out in the book. She could, you know, she could tell her what she, her thoughts. But I think it dragged on a bit too bit too much in the later pages in the book. So, you know, like I said, everybody has their point of view on, you know, a person's life, especially if that, that's your husband. Mm-hmm. And you have to explain to yourself uh, the reasons why, you know, A, B, and C was going on during that marriage. And also, I... Regarding Prince's legacy, I, I was angry with him as a woman, especially during, you know, the whole Oprah interview. I, was, I wanted to go in the book and slap him a bit. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, I, actually, I was a bit disgusted, but like I said, uh, that shows you that, you know, he was a Gemini. <laughs> he, he, you know, had, you know, different aspects of his personality. And at the end of the day, he was a person. And I think fancy to... um that have that notion about him that like he's from God. He's a human being like anybody else, you know. Yeah the, the the Oprah part, the Oprah piece, was one of the harder parts to read. And even before reading that book, I always was like, you know, because you just from watching it on TV, I was like, man. And you know, at that time, us as fans, you yeah. kind of heard what was going on, but we still didn't know. The full mm-hmm. story, right? Maybe the baby was still like, you know, you didn't really know, but he knew it was like, whatever it is, there's some heavy stuff going on right now. I kind of knew. Okay. Yeah. I kind of I knew, though. Watch that interview. You could tell by Mike's face that she looked really, really sad. Mm. I was like, oh, no, that baby was not alive. Right. So well, she I, looked distant. You know, I was a bit, yeah. You, 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 could see, you could see the body movements that she was making, that she wanted to cry right then in that moment. And you read this book, so, oh, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a question for you, caller. Uh, now you have that 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 part there, and we knew that. Here's one thing I didn't know, and I guess I should have, but I didn't. What were your What are your thoughts on on the um, 
notion that Betcha by Golly Wow video was filmed even mm. after that and showing her as she explains it, you know, that she's she that in the video she's pregnant and it was filmed. I didn't know this and I thought this was really messed up that it was filmed at that hospital. Uh, like once again, I was it's PR movement, it's Hollywood and it's I don't say, I don't come out to the harsh, but it's fake and it's not real and I think Prince Anything done with like celebrity, they live in this kind of um, what's the word? Kind of fake lifestyle, and in reality, that's not what was going on during that time period. So once again, you read this book, you just feel the raw emotion, and you say, "Wow, all this was going on during this time." It, it, it like I said, you had to, I had to put the book down because like, once again, I was one, and I don't even have children of my, of my own, but I could see the pain my day was going through. It, it you know it was heart wrenching. Yeah, that that that's a heavy moment in the book. I was like, what? I, I I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I'm like, wait, so you're gonna because you want to talk about some method acting, man? You want to get in there because <laughs> this is where it happened. So you want to get some emotion there? So you're gonna go back to that spot where where this horrible moment happened to try to relive a happy moment? I don't get that. I don't get that well, at all. It, well, it, it, let me let me be the defense attorney for real, real quick for, for Prince for a second. But oh, I gotta hear this. No, what I'm saying when you say you don't get it, you, you're right. You wouldn't get it. I wouldn't get it either. And you know the thing about it is, we ain't lived his life, man. And so it's like he's on a whole other. He's on some other shit. And I say that in a good way to say. I mean, he's a he's a professional. He is an entertainer. His whole life, for the most part, is to entertain us. And to keep the show going. And on one hand, me personally, I might not have done that. And I wouldn't recommend somebody doing it. But, and I don't understand the mindset. But but I kind of do in a sense where I, I can see. It'd be like something like if Michael Jackson or something were doing some stuff. It's like, they're going to be on some other stuff, man. They're living, they have different expectations. And they're trying to put on a show. You know, and I think one of the things is Prince, and this would be another conversation for another day, but to me, he lived, he was always putting on a show, right? Like everything was know, was, was a show for the, for the, even for the worse. And right, this is not a, I'm not saying he made a great move here, but I'm saying like his whole thing was always a show. The makeup was always a show. He never took that show off literally on his body, right? And so even when in the face of some of the most drastic situations a, 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 a parents could go through, I think the only thing he probably knew to do was what he's always done. And that might have been more of a defensive, you know, I may just fall back into what I know. This is the only thing I, where I can cope with this is to just keep going with the show, even if it ain't real. You know what I mean? But I'm going to put the, I got to put this image. I have always put this image out that I'm always on top. I'm never going to lose. So I think he was still kind of doing that. Yes. And it was it was horrible what, how she described it. Not taken away from that like that. I put the book down, too. It was just like, God damn, my man, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's, you know, these are these guys are on some other stuff uh, because they have way different ways that they're living and their values could be slightly a little different when it comes to certain things like this and how they deal with it. You know, end of the day, too, they're both coming from uh, dysfunctional families. Uh, so they're going to be, it's already, you know, and you know, some, uh, I think Tori told me this, you know, she was like, you know what? They weren't equally yoked. Uh, 
coming into mm. it and even throughout throughout the situation. Ooh, that, well, that's rough to know. say. Yeah, on a foul meter, that's a ten, though. Say it again. On a foul just, meter, that's a I ten, Mike. Yeah, a, well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just have one more thought. Um, I know that fans are not all fans, but some of the fans are upset with the stuck. We have to think about it. These stories are going to come out eventually. People are going to talk, and I, I'm happy that Maite wrote her point of view regarding the story regarding the death of their children. You know what what happened in '96. So I'm happy that she wrote this book and put it out there before somebody else tells her story. I don't think that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this was probably the first of some books to come where there are actually people that were really closely related to Prince. I think this might be one of the first books that is somebody who really just kind of opened it up that knew him on a not, you know, not just some biographer or researcher writing something, but an actual person who was in a relationship with him and really talking about it. Now, I guess there have been other books of. Uh, well, there was another girlfriend book, and then there was a couple books of people who were sort of background singers. But for somebody who was so close, yeah, it was so much a part of it, particularly in the 90s. You know, Maite was you know, synonymous with Prince, you, MPG. Um, but I also wanted to ask this question, too. I was just actually tripping about how early she met Prince in terms of, like, the timeline of the Prince stuff. Like, um, you know, the nude tour, yeah. the Graffiti Bridge and all that. I had no idea. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty early on. Um, so, All okay. right, guys, I'm going to head out. With, uh, thank you for calling. Uh, now, are you going out to uh, the celebration at all? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, in the future. I, I will to Paisley Park in the future, but for I'm sure. working and all that, so I'm time. I understand that. Well, I really appreciate you listening and calling in, for sure. Thank you so much. All right. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Um, Mike, you know how they say, you know, you know how they say hindsight's like 2020. Um, I saw Prince uh, January 97, uh, matter of fact, MLK weekend in Atlanta. And, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a typical show, but it was more intimate because it was more, it was like at a club. Um but he he had said something during the show that I that I always thought was interesting, and now looking back and knowing what was going on, it definitely makes more sense. Uh, he was do, he did Purple Rain, and then they kind of had a little the little coda breakdown, and he just talks for a little bit, and, and he said he said God gets you through all difficulties, you know, and I and that's always stuck with me, and and I always thought that he was talking about his his record, you know, his. Um, the, the record contract deal because you know of course emancipation was out and all that but now that i think about it he had to have been talking about the, the death of his child i mean and and you know it's just again looking back on that it's, it's just you know just wow and i know Maite wasn't there either which kind of struck me as kind of weird because you know she was dancing you know and stuff for him still back then and i thought that was kind of odd that, that she was not a part of that show but and, and maybe that's why too so all right. I want to read some of the comments in the chat room. And again, uh, please, if you want to get on the line here, give us a call at 206-965-9302. But uh, we got Tammy and shout out to Tammy. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking for you, Tammy, when I'm out there uh, in Minnesota. Uh, but Tammy says, uh, she says, I guess she's saying Maite is not naive. 
the things she did are the things we sometimes do when we're in love. I assume the we would be women. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I don't really think that's a gender statement she made. Oh, okay. We've done stupid, I don't say stupid, we've done things (laughs) that, you know, when we're caught up with with a situation with a a lady friend, you know, we've done things that you look back on years later, you're like, the hell was I thinking? Not meaning. No, I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> I'm just playing. Mr. Mr. Hardman. Let, okay. let, let me pull out my SIM card. Let me shut up. That's what I'm saying. I got you, Ample. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. Get, get back at in. Okay. Uh, you, 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 might be, you might be right. Uh, you might be right. Oh, oh, she's, oh, she says, thank you, men and women. Excuse me. I'm sorry. See? I'm, See, don't, 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 I'm on my old school. <laughs> uh, so we got another caller. Now, caller, I'm going to hang up on you one second, but I'm going to call you right back, okay? I'm going to call you back, caller. I'm going to call you right back. But, yeah, um, let me uh, bring them in here. Oops. Let me do that. You know, on that Oprah thing and on that video, again, it's like you said, Mike. He was grieving and dealing with it in the only way he knew how, and that's to keep working. You know, that doesn't make it. I mean, it definitely gives rise to us to look at it weird, but it doesn't make it a make it malicious or wrong on his part. He's just doing what he only he knew how to do. Yes, yeah, it, and, it, and, and hold on, real quick, uh, a caller on your line. Are you on the line, sir? Is that a, yes, I am. What's your name? I think you should know my voice by now. <laughs> Quentin Jones. Quentin, oh, oh. No. what's oh, up, man? No. <laughs> oh, hell. You got that real authoritative yeah, guy. I was kind of scared. I'm like, are the bill collectors get this thing? <laughs> 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 oh, I hope I don't have to make any of those calls to these brothers. No, <laughs> what's going on, sir? How's everybody doing this morning? You tell me. Oh, you tell me. I figured I had to call. This was a book I got through in two, three days at the most. So I wanted to at least get my spiel and, uh, Man, the floor is yours. Part of this conversation. Yeah, tell us what you thought about. No, no, please ask a question, please. <laughs> well, what did you? What were your general thoughts about the book? Well, you know, I look at this book as Maite's closure. Uh, it's kind of a send off. I didn't see it as anything malicious. I wouldn't consider it a cash grab per se, but someone should be able to tell their story, and if you can capitalize on it. Why not? Why not? But she was a part of the Prince legacy through a very tumultuous time in his career. Uh, through some very, I guess you could say, weird, enigmatic, confusing. You know, he dealt with, he did a little bit of the, the hip-hop thing, the symbol change, uh, name change, et cetera, et cetera. You name it, it happened. And she was right there alongside him through the, I would say, the entire time. This book was not, once again, not done in a malicious fashion. It brought things to light, gave you some aha moments sitting back as a fan. I mean, there were some things I saw, for instance, different um, performances, how those things played out, Mm. (laughs) and how maybe the chemistry wasn't really tight during certain certain performances. You got to see some of their relationship play out on stage, I think. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Please. Well, uh, in, in terms of what was some, what were one of the things in the book that you were now we we talked about Oprah and we talked about Betcha by Gala. Wow, 
uh, and also uh, some of the spiritual stuff. What, what, what's something in the book that you read and you were just like, you had no idea or was just something that moved you or, or really memorable for you? I think the first thing that really stuck out was her parents allowing a six-month guardianship mm. in order to bring Maite into Princess Camp and to be an employee. I'm sure they were thinking that would be a a landing, not landing pad, a jumping-off point for her career, being his videos, et cetera, et cetera, and had no idea that it would turn into a romantic relationship. That really stuck out. I'm not a father, but uh, I can only imagine Princess, we were probably around the same age now that I am now, mid-30s, late mid to late-30s, and having an 18-and-a-half-year-old child basically a child in my home to be responsible for and then to eventually fall in love with, which also kind of gave me insight as to Prince's emotional maturity at the time. Mm. Now, as we all seen, most of his, you know, most of his muses or his women have been young. They've been people that he could potentially mold and manipulate and turn into the creation that he wanted and use and discard when time came much like most of his music there they fit a bill for a certain time she's the first one that actually captured his heart let me let me let me throw this in the conversation because you know sure i see this and i've had this conversation and and let's be we'll keep it 100 people will say well the mom pimped her out you know i know you i'm sure you guys have heard that heard those terms before right I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, I'm just saying this is either. what this is what some of the people are saying though. The the mom pimped her out, right? Uh, my my thing is, and we're going to continue talking, but I'm like, if I say yes to that, then who was the trick? Because you can't have one side can't have one side of the pimp game without the other. Like, so who's the trick then? Are you saying that mm-hmm. Prince was the trick, and he got tricked into this? Or is he a willing participant? And I'm not saying any sort of uh, funniness going on. I'm just saying in terms of if you're going to say one person is on some pimping the kids, I mean, that's a harsh thing to say. But let's just say that's true. Then right. who would be the trick? So I, <clears throat> Listen, going back to what you said, though, Quentin, about that whole thing, I, I will say this. Here's the thing. <laughs> if I, I can't understand my taste dad or mother you got your child now they just know prince from the music and the videos and the concerts they know him as a fan would now right. let's keep it a hundred knowing what kind of imagery that prince has put out there i'm trying to wrap my head how i would allow my daughter to go into that world if i if I only just believed the imagery that was presented to me, it'd be a flat out. No, it'd be a flat out. Hell no. <laughs> but I don't. Then the other question is, well, obviously they got to meet this man and spend some time on the other side of the imagery. Right. So away from the show business part of the Prince presentation, but the actual person. And I'm only thinking maybe there was the actual person, Prince, that they got to meet where they were able to say, I can trust this man with my daughter. Right. No, that's true. Haven't we heard that Prince was, you know, behind the scenes, just another Midwestern boy or young man. Right. I know we've heard that before. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around given what we've seen as fans. But it's very possible. 
that's extremely possible, that he presented Prince Rogers Nelson, not Prince the Icon, not Prince Little Nick with the Draws on on stage. He presented his true self. That's very possible. And, and, and that Hello? true self, yeah, hold, hold on one second, caller. That true self may have been like, hey, you know, right, this is a, a stand-up dude. I can trust this guy with my daughter. I mean, it's, again, we don't, I can only speculate. Um, yes, I would imagine there's a part, and if it's in the book, I'm saying, like, they want to, this is an opportunity. I, I can, I'm assuming they're saying this is an opportunity for my daughter. Prince can make her a star or put her on. Yeah, let's get her over there and so she can go to the next level. I can see that, too. Um, some will say I could see her pimping her out and, uh, you know, trying to get that money. I, hey, I don't know, but I can understand that that side of the, the conversation, too. But it is. I would just say this. It would have they would have to convince me like a mug to allow my daughter. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, you know what? Me- I'm going to go with her. How about that? Uh, because it's just as a parent, I just need to feel better about it because I'm, you know, I'm stupid. But but again, I you know, I don't know. Go ahead, Ernie, real quick, and then we'll go to yeah. the other caller. All right. So here, so let me let me do the the attorney part on this one now. So there's moments in this book where you read it and you hear about conversation between them, and then here's here's the little ellipse, and this went on for a while, and this went on for a long time. You get a lot of those moments in there. Um, so those are parts that we don't, we're not privy to on here. So there's a lot of, uh, communications that are going on between him and her and him and the family that, that we don't know about that she alludes to that, you know, and then you also have the fact that again, she was not raised like your average child. Um, she, she was very professional, at a very early age, a very early age, and she became that way. Remember, she said she had a bank. She load. had her own Save dough. She, she had her Absolutely. own money. She was making her own thing. She was doing her own calls. And when it came for for her to be around uh, Prince the person, she she would still, you know, basically just tell tell her mom and dad, "Hey, I, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know, you know me." type of attitude and they're like well that's true we do know her and we know how she is we know she ain't gonna let it go too far um mm-hmm. and they trusted her in, on that end so i mean yeah as a as a father the two daughters would i just off of you know how how i've my girls have raised and everything and very normal very average and then here's prince no i don't think i do that because i'm going by what i know and that's just pretty much only the prince persona but you know we don't know the guy that way as a normal person and we don't know how he is so i mean we can't say that uh, that it's a bad thing for mom and dad to have allowed her to be with him that way it sounds odd because we don't see ourselves just jumping at that and it's only 300 pages or 290 pages on this book and you put everything everything we're talking a few thousand pages there yeah, but we're not privy to all that. So, but yeah, and I agree. But just to be privy to what we do know, I'm still like hell. Uh, nah, it's just not. It just don't. You know, I know how cats think, man. And and listen, right? I would just be like, nah. Just be. And again, it'd be the same. And I hate to compare it, but it'd been the same if it was Michael Jackson back when the kids was. And I'm not saying Michael did, but just on some GP. Uh, yeah, send your kid, send your kid over there, and then uh, nah, I'll be there with him. Just. 
that's just how we get down. <laughs> like, nah, you know. But, but, but anyway, I want to go. We'll come back to this. But um, we got another caller, caller uh, from the 502 area code. What's your name? Rich. Rich. How you doing, Rich? Yeah, pretty good. How you all doing? Man, we're doing great, man. We're just chopping it up. But Rich, did you get an opportunity to read my taste book? I did. Well, actually, I bought the book, got mm-hmm. a signed copy of it, and uh, rather than, you know, dirty it up by reading it, I got the audio book also. Ah, uh, tell me about and the audio book, man. Yeah, the audio book. The audio book is. The audio book is the way to go. Now this you is my take. Narrating. Okay. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. And I mean, she breaks it down. I mean, literally breaks it down. She cries in a few parts. Mm. Which, of course, you know, me being wow. a big, big puss like myself, I I actually broke mm. down and cried too because, I mean, she it was it was real. Wow. Uh, and I got to get that. That is the way to go. Yeah. What, what that is the way to go? What are your general thoughts on uh, on the book? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I, the, you can you can tell there's a lot of room in there for a lot more information and she chose not to put it in there. Um, which I think that was a lot of the problem with people that don't want to read the book is they're afraid that she's going to just trash talk and, and give all the secrets away. But if these people would just read the book, they see that that's not the case at all. She had plenty of room to talk about a lot of people and just decided not to. Uh yeah, yeah one person I thought I was I was wondering if I would get some more light on just from her, my taste perspective, perspective would have been uh like Nona Gay, but she just mentioned her oh, yeah. real quick and it was like oh we had Nona Gay host something and we kept it well, I was like mm, okay but um, well, I was waiting I was waiting for some dirt on you know Carmen Electra or Diamond mm. and Pearl because she kind of hinted that they weren't the greatest people in the world and then she didn't go through and tell why exactly. Yeah, and, and I can respect not wanting to air people out. You know, I was kind of wondering, like, how would yep. the whole uh, Manuel uh, thing play out in the book? Yes, and it, it was. It was. I, I was like, okay, I can, I can, res- I can, I can see like there was like huh? some understanding. Hold on one second, caller. I can see that there was some understanding there of of each of their roles uh, in the situation. Uh, we, real quick, we got another caller. Caller from seven oh three area code. What's your name? Kanisa. Kanisa, how are you doing? I'm fine. Where are you calling from, Kanisa? Atlanta, actually, with the uh, Virginia number. <laughs> ATL. Okay. ATL. Uh, now, did you get a chance to read my taste book? Yes, I, I read it, and then I also listened to the audio book as well. Mm, okay. Now, so what were your your thoughts about this book? Um, I thought I, I thought it was really good. Um, I appreciated the context that she provided for basically all the rumors that were out there about her. I especially liked her giving the context of how she grew up and that she had a very established career already before she came to Prince. And um, I, I just thought that was really interesting. And a lot of people don't give her a lot of credit as a dancer or as a professional. And they just kind of thought, oh, she's just this random person that he scooped up. But um, she, she can hold, hold her own for sure. Yeah, that that's interesting because that part of the book where she talked about, I think she said she had like a hundred thousand dollars or something, yeah, crazy like that, and she was so young. And I thought one of the things that I got from this as one of the lessons was that she came in the game, you know, entrepreneur business, had her own money, 
And then I think sometimes what we do in relationships, we'll let ourselves get a little too comfortable. We kind of forget who we were when we came in because there was that part, I think, where it was like the payroll issue or something. And she told him, like, take her off the money payroll or something like that, you know, because I'm married now. I don't need to get. And I was like, I was kind of like, if nothing else, then have something in writing so that. You know, what I mean, because you was a business, you, you had your own dough when you came in. And if you were part of this, this is my opinion. You should at least say, well, if I'm not getting paid well, then, hey, I should be a part of the company, the business. I'm an owner. Then I need to have, you know, it need to be some paperwork just to show just on a business level. Yeah. A percentage of the money is going into this bank account. You don't got to call it payroll. But I just feel like she should have maintained. She was still, you know, she was always on point about her business. But I can understand, like, when you get in love and different things, you kind of think, like, ah, they got me here. But you never, you just never know. I just, like, man, I always feel like you still got to be what, what what you came into the table as. You have to maintain that. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the young lady can that I was... In for... Oh, yeah, go ahead. And I oh, want to go back to the, to the young lady, too, but go ahead. Okay, no, just on that point, if I read and remember correctly, her father took care of the business aspect, and she was the talent. She oversaw things, but mm. didn't get into the nitty gritty when it came down to dollars and cents, contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So she may not have been privy to that type of information. That's a good point. That's Maybe good wasn't point. seasoned enough to be a business person okay. at that time. All right. You got me. No, I'm just joking. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, well, I'm sorry. And there's so many people on the screen. What was the young lady, uh, your name again? Tanisa. Tanisa? Kanisa. Kanisa. Um, what what other parts uh, stood out to you in the book? Uh, what was the, the was there a moment that you were just like, wow, I, I didn't know this or, you know, something that moved you? Um, for the most part, it wasn't really new because I read a lot of books like the Alex Long Possessed book and um, Per Nielsen's DMSMR. But so I, I kind of understood his, the way he operated. So the thing, the parts of the book that were like really print. I wasn't surprised by, um, I left a comment on the chat room. I'm darling me too, about, um, how he just dealt with things a different way, not necessarily due to any trauma or anything, but, uh, kind of, if you fall off horse, you got to get back on the horse and keep going. He just kind mm. of applied that and hoping that it would help her as well. Obviously she operates differently, but that's a thing. And then also, um, I think they did their touring dance, um, company thing for a while and yeah. he's very supportive of, that as well. I mean, she had her business together. I think that was probably the biggest thing for me because I'm going to fully admit used to be a hater of my day because <laughs> it's like she lived a dream, right? Uh-oh. But um, the book really provided a lot of context to her. And um, I, I wrote this whole long um, uh, like review on Amazon as well. And I was just like, I came to the book with these um, thoughts about her. I read about it and I just had to swallow my pride and then was like, okay, wow, I was wrong. I read and that. I'm ashamed uh, yeah. of myself that I thought those things. And yeah, it's, it's very eye opening. And I really appreciate how healing it was for really myself. And then um, just, it brought closure to more than just her, it kind of brought closure to a lot of the readers as well. Uh, I, actually, now I know who you are. I read your, uh, your comment, uh, that review on Amazon. And you, and you said something, you was, you were a hater at first. Like, talk to me about, <laughs> tell, talk, talk, Oh, hey, no, I mean, that's what you said. <laughs> but I mean, there is definitely uh, a segment of the fandom that really is going in. Uh, you know, 
And I'm just, I want to really talk about that too. I have opportunity and it's not just guys here. So, I mean, can you, why do you, why were you a hater at the beginning, at first? Um, well, like again, I'm going to be 100. And um, I think there's something about uh, sometimes people projecting and feeling like, you know, I mean, we live the dream. He created this fantasy and it's all very personal to the fan. And you kind of take what you can personally relate to and, oh, he's talking about me. You know, it's not real, but it, it's just a thing that happens that, um, as a fan. And for my pay especially, it's kind of like she was kind of random. And I remember there's this one part of Three Chains of Gold, and there's like this whole long segment about why. That's what I think of my Tay Why. And the whole MBG is kind of going in on her, and she's like, I am the inspiration. And they're like, why are you here? And he never really explained that from his point of view until they got married a little bit. And so if you kind of create this narrative around that and even give it to the fans, they're kind of going to accept it. And then... Um, even though from the book we knew she was being trained in all these different dance styles, even though her original dance style was ballet and um, belly dancing, it's kind of like, it doesn't seem to fit. It seems kind of random. What is she for? But And then we learned through the book again, there's more to it than that. But um, I kind of go back to, like, he kind of set up the narrative that she was random himself through his own work. And so people kind of follow that and then label on or load on the projections. And people are like, oh, Prince is for us. And she's random and I heard this and I heard that. It's just like this whole huge mess of hearsay and people wanting to believe that rather than believe that it was real love and they were really connected and they were maybe even real soulmates and he loved her and it was real. I think that's probably what it is. Uh, can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Sure. Um, I know I, I call me naive, whatever you want, easy, gullible, dumb, but I just want to go dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. But um, the song "I Love You But I Don't Trust You Anymore." I was just want because I because I've been saying lately that I think a lot of a lot of the let's say female um, fans have been just really going at her. And I'm saying I've been saying that hey, I think they heard that song and took it as gospel about my type. My my take. My question is to you: Did that song at all influence you at all, or did you just think it's just a song? Um, I think it's just a song. I mean, generally his music is a diary, especially after reading the book and hearing where that song actually came from, and it's kind of like an viral moment. <laughs> or I don't know if I should go ahead and say that, but um, I think that again, people believe what they want to believe rather than what could actually be true, and if it aligns with the narrative of the whole why, what is my take for, as he said in his own work, then they'll easily, you know, fall into line with believing that as well. Wow. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry, did you say you had the book or the audio book? Or yeah, both. <laughs> the book and the audio book, both, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to get that audio book because uh, yeah. it sounds like that's like the, the oof. Well, I don't know no, if I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready that for way. it. You can I don't get think it I've ever free. heard an audio book. So <laughs> I, I would recommend because I, I read it first and I was like, if I would have heard this first, it would have been really hard to listen to. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. It's like, I have to spot this is too much information, too much emotion. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you better um, have a box of tissues nearby. Uh, right now you can get it for free with a, a mm-hmm. trial of Audible. Really? Yeah. Well, there mm. you go. Yeah, 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 you can actually. Um, well, caller, certainly stay on the line if you like. Uh, I want to keep uh, getting people's opinions. Hello. Hello, who is this? This is Kathy. Kathy, how are you doing? 
I'm fine. Oh, Kathy, you sound like you're on a, a different type of line. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike. I'm she just like messing with you, Kathy. Oh, yeah, I'm about to go in. Oh, yeah, oh, in. <laughs> Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're I good. I was, I'm on the... No, you, okay. yeah, you live. You live right now. Uh, talk to us. Well, what did you think about the book? Did you have a chance to read it? I have not read the book. So I plan on reading it just based on the conversations that have ensued today. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call myself a hater, but I do feel that... Um, what? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Garcia was at the right place at the right time. Okay. I am 58 years old, so I think I've, you know, kind of lived a little bit. I think most men, and that includes Prince, when they decide to pick a mate, a lot of times it's timing. It's timing. It's where I am at this point in my life, and she happened to be the person that was there. Mm. So that's all I feel about that. But I I do plan on reading the book. I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. Now, how long have you been, are you like a long-time Prince fan? Um... Since he came out with Soft and Wet, I can remember vividly my sister coming in, who's four years older, saying, this guy is the bomb. He can do everything. And we had to write on posters in the bedroom. Uh-oh. Um, all of that. So, yes, uh-huh. I go back to the inception of his recording career. Now, where, where are you calling from? What, what part of the country are you from? I'm calling from Texas, but I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. What part of Texas are you at? I am outside of Houston. Houston, okay. I got some family. I got family down there. Okay, great, great, great. So, uh, listening to the conversation, I will in fact read it. I will give her a second look, a second glance. I enjoy the the podcast. And when I do get off the phone, I will make myself a full-time paying member. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. I won't be bootlegging you. Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, get it how you can. I ain't but I, I do. I do appreciate the discourse. I mean, in my circle, most people do feel as though she was um, just, you know, just out to get what she could get. Okay. Uh, I, l- let me say this. Wow. Me, first of all, let me, let me, wow. hold on, hold on, hold on. Because everybody got to have an opinion. We respect all opinions. But exactly. let, me, let me say this. Um, and I, like I said, I am 58 years old, and I do think that some things should be private. I can dig I mean, that. I'm a mother. I can, yeah, I can dig And, mm-hmm. you know, some things, I'm, I'm also a divorcee, and some things I would not discuss mm-hmm. about the person I was married to. I think that that was something between me and that individual. I can feel that. I can feel and that. And it's not for everybody to consume. So that was one of the reasons I had not purchased the book. Okay. But um, you guys over there crying and everything, so I'm going <laughs> to see what it's all about. <laughs> oh, I need to have you back on the show. Come on now. Keep it. Oh. You know well, let, let me ask you this, though. I'm working it like a job and all, but dang. Oh, oh. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Mike, I, I kind of get what she's saying, though, because when I was reading it and we got to the part where he tells her, hey, you know what? I think it's time. You know, and she's all, huh? Yeah, time that you know uh-huh. that you get on birth control. Let's get get on birth control. Uh-huh. And and I thought, oh shit, here we go. Like, you know, do you really I, tell I don't want all of that. That's that's too much. That's well, too much no, no. Me. Yeah, well, well then, I, then you be glad to now. hear that it doesn't go too much more than that, and that's the idea. Because well, uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh man, I don't, I don't need to read. There's this, another book know? for that. Trust me, uh, it is out there. Um, and I'm also a Gemini, and I know how we function. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay, we are able to separate 
and turn into that other person mm-hmm. and handle what you need to handle. I mean, that has always been stated of me and my personality. You know, you go through hard trials, but you can still get up and go to your job, take mm-hmm. care of your kids, do whatever. Okay. So I don't fault him. Might sound crazy, but no, no. Come me, of a certain era, that's what you were used to doing. That's yeah. what you were told. You said something that was interesting, though. I do want to just throw this in the conversation, though. When you say that, you know, yeah, Maite may have just th- certain things you can put should put out there and should not but i think the thing too to remember is that and you'll get it when you read the book uh emancipation you sort of that whole period there promoting that album and what that sort of meant i think he kind of put it out there already that i'm gonna put my personal business out on the front you know what i'm saying in terms of yes he always did but it was it was to you consume for the the listener to consume mm-hmm. these bits and pieces, not for you to splay me out and give every every little detail. Like no, so you can drop a hint. I mean. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm going to let Quentin again, but you, you, you could somewhat argue that, you know, the detail of the baby might be too much or or Betcha by Gala Wow, that video, if you really knew what was going on, might not might have been too much. But I, I can see what you're saying. But Quentin, real quick, and then we got to go to another caller. Go ahead. I just want to ask, as a public figure, both Prince and Maite, and we all know that Prince was extremely private. He was an enigma. He showed you bits and pieces of himself when he chose to show you. Do you not feel that now that he's passed, his associates can attempt to humanize him a bit and well, kind thing, of the utilize him? Well, the thing about that is you're still telling your story because if my husband, ex-husband that I'm divorced from told his mm-hmm. side of the story, it might not drive with what I thought was going on in our troubled relationship because right. it's my okay. point of view. So I can't... Prince can't counter. He can't say, this is how I feel, or that particular, you you know, he can't do that. One could argue that he made the initial statement with the Emancipation album and all of the albums and display of his, his, his human side as much as he did back then. Because that was probably the most raw that we, we saw Prince doing interviews, being outspoken, showing affection. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave Sinbad Dap on TV. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, he was actually trying to open up. <laughs> so someone, you could you could argue that he did that first. And now Monte wants to say, you love my guy. I love him too. This is also what happened. All right. I Rook. understand that. Like I said, you guys have, have opened my mind up, and I will, in fact, purchase. I will take my heart on earned coins and get her book, and I will come to a definitive <laughs> opinion. Ooh, we respect that. Thank, Thank you. you. But before you give your money to Maite, come on, give some money to your boys here oh, at Podcast you. Right. <laughs> no, this is this is family, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> but I appreciate you. I love for you calling in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We got to get right, this. All right, we're gonna get some more callers in here. Uh, I think there's another caller on the line that I haven't gotten to yet. Caller, what's your name? Hey, this is Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing, sir? Hey, sir, doing good. Appreciate the show, and uh, I just read the book actually last night or yesterday, should I say? Give us your raw and, thoughts. Uh, thought I'd call in. Well, I, the first—I mean, the, the very first beginning of the book—I mean, it kind of hits you hard, and you got to had to stop and put it down for a little bit. Just when she starts going into, you know, "Welcome to the Dawn," I think she quotes something from Gold, 
you know, a beautiful experience. Uh, you, you're going to encounter hate, love, you know, that whole thing. And that's when it hit me, you know, this is real. And I think what I took from the book the most is I learned a lot about her, actually, because I knew, you know, where she came from, sort of her background. And I just, the fact that she had this little career going on since she was a child and she was well, going to Egypt and she hold was on one second, traveling. She was doing a lot of traveling and growing up, you know, pursuing her own dancing. And, of course, her parents were encouraging her and supporting her in that. And um, I don't think her mom necessarily pimped her out to Prince, like, like some of the people are saying, because her mom was just helping her look for opportunities to uh, to dance and show what she could do. Um, so I think I learned the most about her. And the first, you know, half of the book almost was about her and then finally meeting Prince and their whole relationship how that started with him you know, writing letters and her sending videos and back and forth um i think and i can definitely say the book is more about her and then her relationship with him and everything that went on and the aftermath and the fact that she still loves him and and her side of what, what happened and why things happened and okay i think gave a, a lot of tidbits about you know things fill some gaps that maybe we as fans didn't realize what was going on in the background when we saw the Oprah and saw the albums coming out and mm. this whole Warner Brother dispute. So filled a lot of holes, actually, to me, at least. All right. And I'm just curious, how, how quickly did you read the book? Um, it probably took me maybe... I mean, I, I went back and forth. I didn't read it fully through. Okay. I, I, was, I, did, I would stop and do some things, come back, maybe two or three hours, um, maybe three hours. Damn. I don't know, but I didn't read it completely through all in one setting. I kind of left and did something and came back and picked it back up and, gotcha. you know, in chunks in chunks, I guess. All right. Well, hold on with but, us. Hold yeah, on. With, oh, sorry. Hold on for a second, Anthony. Hold on. Stay with us. Uh, we just got another caller. I want to make sure we get everybody a chance to speak. Caller from 917. What's your name? Uh, I guess that's me. It's Tammy, Michael Dean. How are you? Tammy, my sister. How are you? What's going on? Good, good, good. Listen. Good. Um, yes, uh, it's a bittersweet week. Um, as we know, this is, uh, the, the day of, you know, just the beginning of everything that's, uh, up, upcoming, but to keep on topic, I am newly starting the book. I'm up to chapter four, actually, but the paragraph that stood out in my mind, because when you're, let me just say this real quickly and hopefully the other ladies will understand when you're young and in, you have, I guess the only thing that you can uh, draw from is the parallel from your parents' relationship. Mm. So what struck a chord with me is that, you know, my parents were together for a while and my grandparents were together for 45 years. And when she and, when her parents was going through a rough time and divorce we got back together, you kind of think that for yourself. So... I'll read just this little excerpt. Thinking my husband and I would eventually remarry kept me from feeling bitter toward him, but it also prevented me from fully moving on as long as he was alive. That struck a chord with me because even myself, being divorced, I kind of held that torch for my first husband, who was also my high school sweetheart as well. So that, that is something. And someone like Prince, He's going to be hard to get over. So whether people disagree 
with how he came into her life or not, you know, he was still, it's still hard, I would imagine. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, what struck me was that she was a teenager, essentially, and well aware who Prince was, and to say she was a fan, right? And mm-hmm, imagine, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, this don't sound stupid, this is not Chris Brown or... Or, you know, on these no, other, this, is Prince. this is Prince. God damn it! <laughs> so you, a young woman, no, you looking up, and this is this yep. man is coming at you. Come on, you yep. already know, like wow. So I, I, and then like you said, I think what you, you know, I got from what you're saying. You, you look at her family situation, but then we look at his as well, where he came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's, it's, it's dysfunction. Sort of, it's Both. sort of it's dysfunction, and then you find a likeness in one another. But have you really handled your dysfunction separately is one thing because, you know, you come in, you can't come into a relationship with two halves, you got to come in whole. That's how you get equally yoked. Now, not to say that they weren't, they were, but that was their journey at their time, whether you like how it came together or not. Yes, her mother was a stage mom. We get that. That's fine. But their story came together for a reason and he was meant to be in her in her life um but i'm sure it's still very very difficult for her because if you think about it she was young and she didn't know or have much to draw from in the ways of experience because her mother was kind of uh pushing her as to where what direction she should go to go into next and then you meet prince and not only he's, he's your guardian somewhat I say in air quotations, then he's your friend, then he's your boss, and then he's your husband. Mm. Whoa. That's a lot. And he was a grown-ass man. I don't know. <laughs> he's a grown-ass man, what, 15 years her senior? Am, am I correct? And he, he mm. got a lot of game about himself. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's Prince and, and already, so he's, he's keeping the other ones at bay because he has his little fresh, young, tender thing. Uh-oh. Already Uh-oh. in the wings, but yet you still have everybody else kind of there in the back in the back burner. You know he's Prince, and he was doing what a thirty-something-year-old man would do during his time. But I also, in all seriousness, I think if the baby was here, we would have seen a different. There would have been a different side to this story altogether. Hmm. Now would they have? Would right their would, would their relationship would have last? I'm not sure. I don't know about that. But I think Prince would have been different in the first five years of, of, of the young boy's life. I think he would have really calmed down and just put everything, you know, to the side. And that's what I was hoping for him. You know, it was if, if everyone remembers the tour book, the Emancipation tour book, of him and the, and the little kid, kitty toys and stuff, it was so sweet to see. And it was just a different side altogether, and I really wish <clears throat> that would have happened for them. But it was a you know a magical fairy tale to say the least. But I hope that <clears throat> my team now in her forties is able to you know kind of move on and and find somebody to love. Not love is different, but I hope she's able to put this to rest with this book, and it's cathartic for her, and she'll be able to move forward. So that's what I hope for her. Well, she can't move forward 
if she tried to auction off his stuff and, and she won't let go of Prince, she's still going on. He burned your stuff. It's get over it. I'm just giving you some oh, of the other no. side. <laughs> Did you hear that? But hey, that was yep. that was happening before before well while he was alive. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's been things that I was like, well, why am I holding on to this? And believe I still have love letters from my ex husband, who you know, my then boyfriend from high school. It's just I just have it, but I, I'm sure at some point I'm going, oh, this is garbage, and I'm going to put it in the shredder. But for now, it's just a momentum of that time. But she's trying to get an animal rescue going, and me, as an animal lover, that's not an easy thing to do, and she's going to need all the money that she can. So I'm sure she's like, you know what? I'm going to come up off with some of this stuff, make a little bit of money, and, Sorry, and get... Sorry, I to the phone right now. Mm-hmm. And get this going. And the message. Sorry about that. Well, see, that's, that's why I originally called. I originally called to talk about that stuff, about the Maite auction and all things. Go ahead. Because she was she was given all that stuff during the divorce in lieu of money, you know, he gave her no money. He gave her no alimony. He gave her a house in Spain and everything in it, including his clothes to sell, to make money. And th- and then when she started to selling it to make money, then everybody wanted to jump on her about it. I agree. And, and I mean, but, most- but if we, if you think about it, did she, I don't think she came away as well as, and I, I I'm sorry to say this and this might not be my place. I don't think, my tape fared off as well as Manuela did possibly in divorce. I don't think she had the money that we may think that she might have had. Uh, hold on one second, Mark. One second, Mark. Oh, I was trying to get this caller to come in. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. You know, as, uh, you know, Mike and Ernie and Dave Drop said this earlier, as the hold on one second, attorney caller. on the channel. Oh, hold on one second. Uh, caller who just came in, you got to turn off the uh, turn off your radio, as they say. You got to turn off the live stream. <laughs> oh, they hung up. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing this live and trying to get as many people as we can on possible. Uh, so bear with us and keep the conversation going. Uh, we're live, pal. Say it again. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I caught that, Anthony. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, go ahead, Big Sexy. I'm sorry. All right. Um, as an attorney here, this is uh, how I look at it as far as the divorce things go. You know, I, we don't know a lot of the details with the Prince Manuela divorce. And, and again, it's nobody's business, which you know, she tried to have that sealed. But the way Maite shared it was that Prince's people came to her and said, look, you're going to take this. Whereas Maite yeah. would have been completely within her rights to say, you know what, I'm not taking that. Give me X, Y, Z. And she didn't do that. You know, right. and it's, it's cool because a lot of lawyers, especially divorce lawyers, will attempt to keep the tension high to to crank that money up. And that's not what it's about. Sometimes two people just want to go separate ways. That simple. You know, Maite just want to walk away and, and she's like, fine. If this is what it takes, I'm good. She didn't want to make get a, a long protracted public nasty fight she just wanted it over with you know and so she did now had she wanted to she could have hired her own you know chiller lawyer and gone toe to toe and made it a long expensive mm-hmm. nasty thing and she didn't do that you know she took what she was given and then she went back to him and tried to say look man I got your clothes do you want this stuff or not 
He never got it back to her. Mm-hmm. Or I said, I don't want it. She's like, fine. So what, what, she, what else is she going to do with it? You know, use it, build up your animal rescue. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I just don't that's like why it. when people get on people people <laughs> get on there and call her they they call her a gold digger and they want to they talk about her money grabbing and all this and I just want to be like well if you all would just read the book exactly right then, then you'll see then you'll see it from her point and you'll see that that's a, that ain't what it's about at all. Uh, let me ask another reason why. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. No, you got you know it. Saying? I think that's another reason why this book why this book was brought out at the time it was because it squelches i think that's the right word a lot of the bull and a lot of the rumors of her being a gold digger and not being someone who was established when she entered prince's life uh yeah i wanted to ask this question too did anyone see sort of the disclaimer at the back of the book in regards to you know hey this isn't all the percent factual. Like I, some of the conversations may have been reconstructed and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the handshake thing was probably one of those uh, artistic license type things. It yeah, and and I, and I want to bring this up because uh, this book. There, you know, some people have reached out to me. I'm not going to drop their names and stuff, but there have been people that have hit me up that are, that may be that may be mentioned in this book that are you know, hey, you know what, this didn't really happen like that, or this and that and the other. And and I'm sorry for people listening to this. If you hear these beeping, uh, phone stuff is going crazy. But I wanted to say that you know, I'm saying I'm think I'm thinking to myself like, well, there is sort of a disclaimer in the back. And so you kind of take what you're reading uh, somewhat with a grain of salt of, of, of the being very particularly accurate. But I'm wondering, like, is this a common thing that you see across all different, you know, memoir biography books? There will be people that will say, hey, you know what? That didn't really happen like that. Um, I remember it this way. Um, and I'm just I'm curious if you guys have thought about that when you re- after you read that and you finished reading the book, like question some of the things that are going on in this book yeah that's in that's in a lot of a lot of biographies and autobiographies because i mean really how many how many exact word conversations can you remember back when you were 16 years old that happened you know you have to kind of put that in there and and just say well this is the way i remember it and you know it's almost like a legal thing but yeah there's one point during the book where she's talking about uh i believe 1994 and she said you know, he recorded and released Come, the Black Album, and Gold Experience. Now, we all know Black Album right. has been sitting around for years. Right, I caught that. Mm-hmm. So, it could just be something like that. How she remembered it is not, it's just how she remembered it, you know? Mm-hmm. We all know that Black Album has been running around for a long time. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So, can I, can I address an elephant in the room? Yes, ma'am. How, um... And I, I, I love her with all my being. I think she's a phenomenal, smart uh, woman. Did anyone see the post that Jill Jones um, made in reference to my Tay's book? Or, I you have know, not seen it. Me. Nor have yes. I. I did. Bring the elephant to the room. What happened? What did the elephant do now? <laughs> Let me be a disclaimer to say this. Hold it before you go into what you're about to say. No, I'm not think I'm going to stop. I think I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to not stop the conversation. But just to be clear, I don't want it. I want to be clear. Do I have a bias for my peoples? 
Yes, but that doesn't mean we can't have real conversations. But at the same point, Jill is not here to, to, to defend what she got, whatever was said. But I want you to say what, what you got from whatever she said. Um, okay. So, <laughs> actually have to find... I have to find it. She like I don't even think I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be well, why you find it? I, I guess it's fair to say it could be perceived. If I'm not wrong, that there was kind of uh, some slick talk about my. Well, take. Jill, Jill, Jill has said since then that her account was hacked and someone wrote that. Oh, okay. And she did not write well, it. She and they have been deleted happened. from her Facebook. There you go. Okay, so then we will we'll refrain keep from having a conversation about. It. But there has been now whether whether that really happened, we don't know. But well, one thing about Jill though, if Jill has an opinion, she's not going to back down from it. So that would lend that credence is, to, the true, fact, yeah. Yeah. to the fact that her thing was hacked, because Jill will stand there and 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 engage. You know, she says, <laughs> "Look, I feel X, and if you come for Jill, be prepared." There you go. Yep. She will step to you. As is, that is true. There you go. Yeah, you do not want to have words with Jill. No, you don't want that. <laughs> and, and, and shout or, out to or, Jill or Jones. Cat. Now, cat. Uh, also, <laughs> now I said that with love. Oh, with love. We want Cat to come on the show. Cat, oh, baby girl, please. Um, but I, I did, you know, we'd be remiss to say that there was, uh, I think Apollonia might have had some. Now, I don't know if that was directed at Maite or I know uh, Dave, very controversial figure. Uh, out there well, in these streets <laughs> <laughs> he's very controversial in these streets out here but you know here's the thing because I, I don't have the information so I'm not going to speak on other people but you know what all I can say is and get you guys opinion we're, man we're fans on the outside man and I think all of those guys you know that I hold in such high regard from Andre to you know the revolution Jill everybody you know Manuel all those guys we just want to, I'm, I hope I'm speaking for, we just want to hold them up, man, and get their stories and, and really get some more un, understanding of the reason why we're here in the first place, which is Prince. So any sort of like drama behind the scenes, I would I would just want to hope they, they kind of keep that to themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Because we don't, it's like seeing, I agree. It's like I seeing agree. your parents fight, right? Amen to that. And we don't want to see that. So I'm like, if y'all got issues, which you rightfully should, y'all should hit each other on the DMs or whatever. But right. we just want, we just, we, we here because we love all of y'all. Like we just, you know what I mean? So that's the only thing I feel about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it is what it is. And on top of that, I mean, seeing what I've been seeing for the past couple of months with the, with this book being released, how people are taking side. I don't think the Prince fandom needs more division when uh, the people that we uh, loud and and uh, are being fans of are going at it. Now we're further taking sides. Well, yeah, we, I agree because it seems like there's a little, you know, and I'm sure there's some old wounds that that have you know that's there from the past. But at this point now, it's like where we are at this juncture. I hope that they can kind of try to come together. I know that's hard. I mean, look, there's some members of Jerry and oh, Steve Perry or whatever doesn't talk to the other members, and it's, it's like, what is it? Is, is it burning 2017? Yeah. So it's difficult because even, even in bookings, and I ask this person, hey, are you coming out to Paving Park? Oh, I don't know. Yes, that person, mm, yeah, I'll be there, but everyone's trying to avoid mm-hmm. that click that they're not a part of so it's it's a weird dynamic and now that all now that we're here 
here we understand that, oh, everything isn't as, um, you know, gravy as it seems. Yeah, be be more like New Edition. How about that? Like, <laughs> they, got, yeah, they got mad drama behind do, the scenes. Do, do, do the show and then separate. <laughs> exactly, but they stay together, goddammit, for the greater That's good. Yeah, be more like New Edition. That's all I could tell them. Um, any other things uh, we want to talk about this book that I may have forgotten to bring up? That you guys want to bring up something? Hmm. Uh, well, what's if you're a Prince fan? Go read the book. It's it, it just give you another some more information. You don't have to agree with what she said. You don't have to like my take. But I would just say, as a Prince fan, I'm I know you want to read that book. Stop playing with yourself. Well, you know, a lot of least read it before is, you come to, to uh, this uh, conclusion on it. At least read it first. Yeah, well, a lot of the people people say is that. People think I want everyone. I want everyone. <laughs> I want everyone to come out with with their story because everyone has a story. I would read. I would read Manuela's take on things. I would read Jill's uh, book if she had a book. You know, people who are really, really an integral part of his life, I would definitely want to hear their stories because it's not going to be the same. There's always going to be something different because Prince approached each person differently and, and their dynamic is going to be different. Yeah, And Richard, so real, real quick, Richard, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, p- people think when they're going to read this book that it's either going to make them dislike Prince for some reason, like like he's going to be a bad person and, and that's why they divorced or something, you know, and they think that it's going to bring him down in their eyes. Like, uh, there's some reason Prince fans, myself included when I was a teenager, but they look at him almost as a deity, like he can do no wrong. Right. And then when he does things that a regular person does and does things emotional or doesn't know how to handle situations, they feel like it's the other person's fault. Like they, they want to blame Maite because they got a divorce when really it's just both of them. Neither one of them handled it well. Right. You know, and I, exactly. but I don't know why people can't. Why do people? Why can't people just read the book and not have to take sides? Like it's just a story that we're not really involved in. And, and you know, that's we don't good, need to pick a side. True. We don't need to pick Maite or Prince's side. It's just that's that's what happened. It's like a history lesson. And, and that's a good point you brought up as far as people saw or heard about the book and thought it was just going to bash him and give her yeah. supposed jaded version of why the marriage ended. And from what I from what I really answer, I haven't got got to that part of the book yet. It's just that unfortunately, some couples can't handle traumatic situations. You know, yeah. I, I said this one, it says for better or for worse. Well, unfortunately, when it gets to the for worse, and I don't know how it can be worse than losing two children, some couples just right. can't handle it. Well, I mean, we all know just from listening to his music or even seeing Purple Rain or whatever, we know that Prince had emotional issues. He he didn't deal with them well. And he was used to getting his way. And when things didn't go well, he didn't know what to do. And I think that the book actually just kind of lays that out even more for us. And and you realize he was a human and he was he was hurting, too, just like everybody else. He, but he just hit he it. He was just like the rest of us. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I, I always look back real quick, real quick. I always look back when I remember reading them early books and I really got put up on the game that was going on with the, the time and that whole situation. I remember always being like I was shocked. I was like. Prince is actually treating Jesse and Morrison. What? I was like, oh, that was some, that was some funny style shit. 
but I was, you know, and back then I was like, wow, okay. That's how it was. You know, it really was some stuff, funny stuff going on back then. But I didn't really like, I never was like, oh, I don't like Prince no more. I was like, oh, well, I see. I, I kind of like, okay, I see how he kind of gets down sometimes, but that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? But he's the man. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't, and I didn't like, oh, I'm just going to go buy Jesse stuff. I ain't buying or, or more. Hey, that's, you know what I mean? So it wasn't no either or back so wait, then. There are people who are like that. That's there is. funny. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, I'm Jesse, I'm Jesse Johnson only. But I mean, you know, what? it, it was what it, is, what it was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we didn't feel, at least I didn't feel Jesse was airing people out back then or Morris aired him out and shouldn't have never told what was going on behind the scenes that was like hey he kept it that was okay that's what really happened you, that's how it gets to mm-hmm. cats get you know to a certain level egos get involved and you ain't gonna show me up I get that that's normal shit so the same way with this I'm like this ain't no different I guess it's cause it's a, it's a, it's a lady people start to act a little different about it but I mean it's the same type of stuff I mean it's just it was just a, you know you can say it didn't happen or it's a real story to me and like nobody's perfect, I never thought he was. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm always gonna be here for that. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it, it ain't changed nothing. Like he's the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you <laughs> the, know, the, the music. Ultimately, Mike. Go ahead. Ultimately, and this and this book is is not a polarizing book unless the person that's reading it wants it to be polarizing. And that's right. really the bottom line on it. Mm. I mean, you know, Mike, I have to you know say what, Mike? Go ahead. Mike, hi. This is Stacy. This is Stacy from New York. I can't wait to meet you. Stacy, how you doing? <laughs> in Minneapolis. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm doing well. Good. I'm glad uh, you hi, got Stacey, in. Hi, Stacy. I'm in New York too. Oh, great. You got to meet up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, I just want to say one thing about <laughs> my favorite in the book. Um, <laughs> my favorite, I I think that she was a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> no, a sacrificial lamb, really, for mm. every protege, for every fiance, in quotes, for every uh, person that has been around Prince. They they saw the reaction to Maite, and they, they let it, some of them contributed to it to try to test where the fandom was going to go. Um, but we're going to see books from everybody. We're going to mm. see uh, lectures from everyone. So I think the fans have to get kind of back back down a little bit and get used to it. And to, to your point, Michael, I want to hear it all. I want to see it all. I've been a Prince fan since 84. I, you know, Purple Rain was my first concert I went to in Birmingham, Alabama. So I, I go back with Prince and his fandom. So we just need to, you know, just enjoy what we're getting take from it what we will but yeah it's going to be a lot coming down the pike so i wouldn't pick sides right away <laughs> yeah and and you're right you know i think this is a this is a different phase now of of prince fandom or prince world mm-hmm. he's not here well, and it's it's a different thing now you know you guys saw that video there's some tv <clears throat> documentary type show or something coming out you know where they got a look alike <laughs> and all that kind of stuff but it's in the UK, right? Yeah, but we're, so we're in a different phase where you're going to start to see all that kind of stuff. You're going to get probably a, another look into Prince that we didn't get to see before. And I think somebody said it earlier. These books may expose you, like how you may perceive certain things about it. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, it ain't taking nothing away. Well, who knows whatever comes out. But to me, it's not. I mean, the music is the music, man. It's like. Exactly. That's why we're here in the exactly. first place, and that's why we're going to stay here. Uh, but Stacy, 
Listen, uh, that's next weekend, right? Minneapolis the celebration. Uh, yeah. Now, are you actually going to uh, the, the 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 celebration at Paisley Park? Though, you going inside and all that good stuff? I'm I'm going inside, but I'm also going for Jesse. All right. Now I was going to ask you. Other things outside. Are, are you on like whether track one, track two? I'm on track two. Track two. Okay. And, All right. So I guess I'll be seeing you, Stacey. I'm on track two as well. <laughs> okay. Michael Dean. I expect hey. to see you. If you don't, I'm going to give you a spanking with a belt. Oh, oh, the, oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm some people say I like that, but no, I'm, I'm not into all that. I ain't all that now. But <laughs> no, uh, t- tickets have been tickets have been purchased. Yeah. Nice, you might have to get the rod. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, slow down, slow down. But no, uh, tickets tickets are definitely <laughs> y'all. Wow, tickets have been purchased. I'm definitely gonna be out there, and um, yeah, I might. I, I, we'll see. All I might. Right. I might be able to slide up in the Paisley right. Park. We're trying to figure that out. But I'm definitely gonna be at Jesse. Uh, if y'all listening to this, definitely come out to the W Hotel Thursday, yep, uh, Thursday I'll night. I'll be there. Yep, that's going to be on the twentieth on the Friday. Yeah, I think that's Thursday. 20th, I believe. The thir- yeah, Thursday night at the, the W is going down. I'm gonna be in there. Jesse's Friday. I'll be at the one on Friday. There's a what? Dan- Wednesday. Wednesday. There's a dance till dawn thing Saturday night. Uh, Andre and a lot of people going to yes. be there. I will be at that, and we'll um, I'm not. Out. I'm not going to that one, but uh, yeah, that's that's going on as well. Okay. Well, no, we, I'm not going to that one. You got to go. Shelby J. That Dakota on Wednesday as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're gonna figure it out. We, we there's definitely. also there's also something happening. Um, it's actually not going to work for me because I'm on our track is in the evening. First Avenue is actually having a sort of a block party. That's and it right. is free, but you have to RSVP. So if you go on the blog current, you'll find all the details there. That's right. That's right. Man, we, we, we're going to chop it up, man. And when you all see me out there, holler at me. Let's, let's sit down and chop it up. Let's have some drinks, kick back, and have a good time, man. It's, 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 it's going to be a celebration for real. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Definitely. And I love what you guys are here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mike. Yes, sir. Mike. On the one thing, you know, going a little deeper and changing the gear a bit, uh, she did shed light on the whole Warner's beef as well from a from a standpoint that I wasn't aware of. You know, Warner's. I mean, your typical label situation is we give you the artist X dollars, you record your album, and we keep the masters, and you pay for recording the album yourself. Isn't that great? But, you know, Prince is like, look, I got my own studio. All I need is distribution. So I've got music done, and you're telling me I can't put it out? And then he, then MTV comes calling and says, look, let's do it unplugged. He's like, let's go. Oh, but we're keeping the publishing. Oh, I don't think so. You know, he really, again, you know, if you haven't seen it, go see Slave Trade. He really shed light on how foul the industry really was back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this for a moment. If I come to you, Mike, as a creator, Mike, I'm going to put out your stuff, but this is how it's going to go. I'm going to give you half a million to record it, but when you release it, oh, I get that half million back, and I keep the finished product. What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. That was that was the that was the game, though. Yep. That was <laughs> <some> bullshit. <laughs> or you can go right you back on that dime street. on every album. Yeah. Anyway. 
I agree, but that that was the game for a very long time, and cats felt like they didn't have no other option. It's either that or go back on the streets. Uh, that that half million looked pretty enticing. <laughs> but speaking of that, since you, we're shifting here a little bit, there is a report that just came out uh, through the Wall Street Journal, and uh, I'm sure you guys saw this. Wanted to get your opinions. Headline is record label says it didn't get what it paid for in deal for Prince's music rights. Uh, Universal Music Group won the licensing rights to the late pop stars uh, Prince's vault of unreleased music and other recordings. But people familiar with the matter said the company is concerned it didn't get what it was promised in the contract. Skipping ahead here, it says uh, lawyers representing Universal expressed their concern about the deal in a letter to Prince's estate now being administered by uh, Karmica Bank and Trust. I'm curious, how does that letter get out to the press? Are they, does somebody leak that letter to the, I hear you laugh. How does that letter get out to the press, right? But here's the kicker. It says this, the people said the company may decide to ask the estate for a full refund. Now, is, I wonder what the situation is. Did they think they were somehow going to get the rights to the Warner Brothers music, yes. which is probably the most, you know, the one everybody wants, right? Yeah, that's that's what they want. Yeah, but I mean, it said that it said they were not even they weren't even interested really in the vault materials. They just wanted his hit albums, hit, right? And they wanted to release that. They thought that they think there's more money in that than there is in the unreleased stuff. And and who put that deal together? Well. <clears throat> Apparently, uh, Mr. Okay. Londale <laughs> and Charles Copelman, if that's his name. Yeah, not Mark Wiggins. Thank you. Hilarious. <laughs> and you know, they said they got you know. Obviously, since they put the deal together, they eat. They eat it. They, you know, they get. What do you say, Mark? They get a what? A taste. They get a taste. They got you? a taste of that. But yeah, I mean, how does that work? Because Warner Brothers recently signed a deal with Prince a few years ago. I think 2014, re-signed a deal with him about these albums and why would they give up the classic shit if if they still if they had a contract for that I'm curious why one, uh, Universal did, I mean it's the due diligence of it I'm just very concerned like how did they even figure they would can do that and what does that say for the estate if they have to now possibly pay 30 million dollars back wait a minute Wait a minute. Break it down. Uh, first of all, the, the proper word isn't refund. The word is you when, you when you have a contract and there's like a mutual misunderstanding, and I'm using the word mutual here, there is what we call a rescission, which means it didn't happen. It means it goes back to you know original status. However, again, like you mentioned, you know, both parties. <laughs> I was, I say, if I gave you a thousand, if I gave you thirty million dollars and I want my money back, what are you gonna call it? Well, all depends, you know. Again, without seeing the contract, if the cats came to me and said, "Look, here's thirty million. We're buying blah blah blah." Okay, fine. Here you go. Oh, but we wanted this too. Oh, no, 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 no. Contract doesn't say you get this too. Contract says you get that. Well, we don't want to do it then. Too damn bad. Now mm. that's that's scenario A. Scenario B is like we want X, and the other person here is well, we're going to give them. Why instead? And if there's like a mutual misunderstanding, fine. There's no rescind the contract. But I don't believe that when you have this type of money involved and this type of intellectual property, I don't believe either side would be that lax in doing their due diligence. You know, I think they would be absolutely clear. So either somebody's full of shit 
or somebody's incompetent. Well, right. I mean, there's something uh, going anybody on. Familiar, anybody Go familiar with the? I'm sorry. Is anybody familiar with the copyright laws? Somewhat. Okay, it, it, it's supposed to be. I'm not sure on the, how many years it is, but like every 35 or 40 years, the uh, material re- reverts back, back, back to the longer. owner. Yes. Okay, so each each year, Prince was getting back one of his albums because it passed the 35 year. So when they bought, when Universal bought his rights, they thought that they were getting those rights back every year as well. Like when one of the albums reverts back to him, it actually would go back to Universal because they owned him, you know, his his deal. And they're saying, and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. is saying, no, it, we worked that out. That's with him, and that ain't with you all. And they're trying to keep it. Right. Yeah. It says yeah. it says uh, yeah. Warner's, which released Prince's first eighteen albums containing most of the hits, signed another deal with Prince in 2014 that secured its ownership of all of those albums in perpetuity overseas, while giving it yes. the right to block future releases from Prince's vault the centerpiece of Universal's deals if the tunes were recorded while he was under contract with Warner's, which essentially most of all of those songs that we want to hear that's in the vault was recorded when he had a record deal with Warner Brothers. So so they would probably argue those songs is done while he's under contract with us. So if anyone's going to get a taste off of them songs, it would be us since they could argue they probably are ours. That's where I think it comes from. Hold on. You brought up a very good, you know, legal salient point. Let's think about this for a minute. If Warner Brothers has a contract with Prince to provide them X albums, X number of albums, okay, fine. Prince gives you Sign of the Times. Here you go. All of that stuff that was Crystal Ball that was recorded, who keeps that? It's not Sign of the Times. Is he obligated to give them stuff that he didn't use on the album? I would say no. That's where the fine print of that contract comes into to question. Uh, like like the crystal ball release, did he have to get? Did, would Runner Brothers, if they wanted to, could say, "Hey, no, 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 those songs were recorded while he was under contract with us. You can't put that out." I'll give right. it no aim, but it's my studio, my recording studio. You it, know, it may my, be true. My... Then we'll pay for the recording costs. We'll reimburse you for exactly. the cost. We'll but check it out. <laughs> but the actual works though. The product. Like, we no. gonna play chess on this. <laughs> No, the product stays with me. Sorry. Well, I mean, that's. I think that's that's the fight, right? That's what's probably going to be the fight if there is one. Is who who actually does get the right to those recordings if they were done under contract? You know. Uh, well, hell, they even well, they I, even claim they helped, they even claim they owned his name when he left. Yeah. Well, he claimed that, right? Well, Until two thousand. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of like not having faith in Warner's. I mean, they let the thirtieth of sign the times go by without without anything, without you know. Well, uh, Sean, I completely understand it because I think the money is in the purple rain. That's signing the times. Right, right. I don't, I don't, I think, sure I don't know, think sign of the times holds the mainstream reverence that purple rain does. Well, of of course not, but. But but with fans and 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 hell even non some non fans I mean that album is his pinnacle is his is his peak. But so you probably already got even, it too. Yeah, but we all know the quality of that album. You just want not, that remastered. That's all, Sean. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what. It is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be greedy. Yes, I mean I I sure. pieced together a lot of the the songs from other sources, but you know there's still some of the songs you know just aren't up to par, you know, and, right. 
and just to have that remastered and and you know nice new artwork and I mean again for for Warner's not to even acknowledge the album you know I, I think was a misstep but you know there are people that know know better than I but you know at least acknowledge the work. That is a concern that I have that you're going to make a lot of um, money decisions based on what would sell the most. But what about the rest of the fans who like the deeper catalog stuff? Yeah. Are we ever going to get anything for us? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. You know, that's, I think the, that's just what I was thinking. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that look at to me though is like when Prince was alive and his last couple albums. What was the response from the fan base on those? Like, did those sell good enough? Uh, obviously, yeah, there'll be more of a expectation of a new Prince release, unfortunately, because he's dead. But I would wonder if they would look at, is the fan base enough to spend the type of money to create this on a larger scale? You know, as opposed to let's just take Purple Rain that we know everyone would buy into fan or not. Versus, let's just put out an album of unreleased songs. I, I always question. Obviously, we'll buy it up, but I'm wondering: is that enough well, to give it the kind of uh, uh, you know, feel that we think it, it warranted? Rain, I can honestly. Purple Rain remaster sat on the shelf at your local Target, Walmart, what have you. It's going to be in most people's carts before they leave that store. Yeah. If you see Planet Earth, a re-release for 19.99, Planet Earth, Prince, Love, Sexy, call it what you want. It's going to take up shelf space. It's not going to sell as well. People, the general public, will sing Purple Rain. I mean, I'm sorry, they will equate Prince to Purple Rain. That's the general public. And that's yeah. who brings in the money. That's who brings in revenue for these companies. Not us, unfortunately. But I will say, since he's passed, I, I have a lot of friends and on Facebook or whatnot that have... have discovered uh you know his his later work and mm-hmm. even some of the the earlier stuff so there there's there's still there still could be a market for it well you know, it, 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 i agree i think that market is the streaming it. is the streaming stuff they can go get all that you know for them to take the extra mile to actually go buy all that stuff as opposed to just it all. pull up spotify mm-hmm. and and run down the albums that quote-unquote matter i think a lot of them would probably be just as sufficient to grab that and be straight, you know what I'm saying? And me add that song to my playlist, along with all the other stuff I listen to. I wish it was different, uh, but I don't know. I'm just curious, because he has so much work. I think that's the thing. It's like, there's so much stuff there. So much of the problem he had when he was alive. Well, what do you actually release? There's just so much that you could do, but that might be a problem too, right? Like, and again, what about the associated acts? I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, I want them to just put out unreleased stuff but i know that that ain't gonna you know no only person that's gonna care about that is us so i would say put it out but i don't, I don't expect it to be like you don't need to have some big promotional push for it just release it and let us buy it I'm, i'll be straight with that i don't care if it's successful yeah. personally and, and just, Quinn, just boy, put out man. a box set every year yeah the, I, and I, the, uh, the associated uh, stuff man that <laughs> you got right, the family that, you got sheila yeah. you got you know all of that stuff. Maserati. Time. Maserati, exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> Even that, you know, I was like, come on, Reasy man. Meals, just, so. Put it out there. I just want a proper release of Crystal Ball, how Prince originally intended it to be. Whatever it was. That would be hot. Yeah. Nice. That would be great. Well, let me do this. Roadhouse I hate Garden. 
Yeah, I hate to do it. And, and then, uh, real quick, because uh, you just made me think of something, and we're going to have to wrap this up. But I think, uh, was it Susanna is going to be at the record store out there in Minneapolis showing off artwork for what now? Like uh, <coughs> Dream Factory? Yes, stuff. that uh, Electric Fetus. Electric Fetus, she's going to be showing the artwork, I believe, for the Dream Factory album or something like that. Mm-hmm. She'd be very yep. interesting. Um, all right. I, we're coming up to our time where we got to cut. Listen. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners, first of all, uh, who called in today. Tammy, Richard, uh, Stacy, is it Kanisha? Sorry if I'm butchering your names. Um, Anthony, uh, is anybody that I missed? I'm sorry. Say the, say the name for you. Uh, but thank you guys. Oh, Quentin. I, miss it. <laughs> I, I consider you as part of the, the crew, but I'm sorry. Quentin, of course. Quentin Jones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, But I really appreciate you guys, man, uh, calling in and and making this show what it is. Of course, Big Sexy and Sack, uh, Sean Hill, Aunt Pooh, Day Dropping. Uh, Also, a shout out to Big Ken and a shout out to uh, Q Storm and everybody else. Uh, So I really appreciate you guys uh, being a part of this thing. Shout out to Maite as well. Hopefully, if things go as well, she actually will be on this show. So that should be very interesting. Uh, see if we can get a conversation going with her. Um, anything that I'm leaving out before we wrap this up? Uh, Celebration 2017 uh, will be out there. Again, I'm going out there. Really, I'm really just going out there to meet the people, man, and just to be a part of this whole thing and be around other Prince fans and soak it all up celebrate his life all right so that's that's looking forward to that uh hey as i always say work it like a job i appreciate you for listening we'll see you next time peace